touched it. Everything's hooked up. We're good. All right. Let's see what we see. We'll come up with tonight. Well, it helps if I bring my microphone over here a little bit. Well, we got our we'll let our uh, our grip do that. Our studio guy do that, right? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at him. Right now, anyways. Yeah. Maybe in the future. Yeah, Michael or somebody can maybe help us one of these days, maybe. Oh, yeah. All right. Sorry about that. I forgot to set my mic. Got everybody else's set and let mine be. Uh, lights, camera, action, I guess. Um, hope everybody's having a good night so far. Uh, don't know what the weather's like in your area. It's cold and snowing. Uh, here in Virginia, North Virginia, we're having a, a good old time, and I'm just putting this on for audio purposes. Thank you for joining with us tonight. We've been having a, a wonderful year so far. Uh, praise the Lord for the uh, the different topics and all we've been able to cover armor of God and the couple of the others that we've we've looked at the empowering the infilling and the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and uh, now we're sitting here and we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit and I bet a lot of people whenever they first uh, think about it whenever they first consider it brother like we said last week they they grew up probably putting an S on the end of that yeah that's right that's right and uh, but it's only one fruit, one nine characteristics. All right, there we go. Okay, we sound good. Well, as good as we can. <laughs> Such as it is. <laughs> so we're gonna get started though tonight with a song that kind of goes along with the fruit that we're dealing with this evening. All right. So we we try to we try to keep our songs theme based. I guess you could say. Yeah. So. Y'all probably heard this one time or two. It's in that old red Baptist hymnal. All right. It might even be in ours. I have found his grace is all complete. He supplied every need.
No? No. no oh, man. man. Kind of goes right along with it, though. Goes right along with it. That's why whenever I thought about it, I went, this will go. Yeah, we're on number two. We're on Jory tonight. That is right. We are on the second one. Coming right in. And brother, why don't you uh, kick us off. Tell us a little bit about joy. Well, the kind of joy that's produced in the Holy Spirit in us is that unspeakable joy you just sang about. And Peter spoke about it in 1 Peter 1.8. It's so great, that word just can't describe it. Hey, man, that's that's amazing, brother. You know, it's, it's a spiritual joy. And it occurs in the inner man and is... Uh, anything, anytime it occurs in the inner man, it's unaffected by outside events and circumstances. Well, literally, it's it's joy unspeakable. And, and brother, what that means is that you can experience it, uh, whether it's a time of rejoicing, whether it's a time of sorrow, whether it's a time of plenty, whether it's a time of famine. You know, kind of like Paul said to the Philippians in chapter 4 and verse 11, he said, you know, not that I speak in respect of want, but I have learned that in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Amen. You know, even though I understand, you know, the unspeakable joy, I understand it. But I understand because I experienced it before. You know, I experience it all the time. And I believe it down in my spirit. <clears throat> but the words to express it properly uh, kind of escape me because it's spiritually discerned. You can't explain it in the words of the flesh and, and really capture all that it, that it entails. Well, and if you think about it, brother, neither really could the writers. They had to have the Holy Spirit tell them what to write. Well, amen. Yeah. You know, it's so much more than the joy that we experience in the flesh. It, it's way above that. It's it's highly elevated because it comes uh, to us from God through his Holy Spirit. And it and it's caused by a, a number of spiritual occurrences that have already occurred in the believer's life. And, you know, if you think about it, brother, for instance, you have the love of God, and that brought about salvation. And then the resurrection brought about hope. And with that, the promise from God for our inheritance and, and all God's promises to them that love him and believe on his name. Uh, man, that, that right there is the basis of our overwhelming joy. Yeah, amen. In fact, most of the time, brother, uh, whenever we think about uh, whenever we think about joy, we think about happiness, happiness right? Yeah. And so, whenever you think about that, there there really is a difference between what I call everyday joy and the joy that is given by the fruit of the Spirit. And one of you out there, you might be thinking, well, how can this be? And I recently heard a pretty cool description of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that with you all tonight. It's kind of like, think of it this way. Uh, if I were to be given a ice cream, Man, uh, just a, a big bowl of ice cream, that would give me great joy. Especially if it was Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, yeah, me too. Woo, buddy. Sucker for that. Yes, sir. However, that joy would only last until the ice cream was gone or you know, I got a brain freeze. It, it's only a temporary. One of the one of those, yeah. Yeah, a very temporary kind of joy. And a little bit ago, now this is a little bit different. Now, a little bit ago... Uh, my wife had to go to Florida to be with her family uh, because, you know, her, her grandfather had passed up. It's been a little while now. And the day I left here to bring her home, I was overjoyed. And even, brother, even the bad drivers on 81 couldn't get me down. No, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's, indeed, that's joy. Yes. 
However, if now if something happened and I couldn't make it on the trip, you know, then my joy would have been halted. Yeah. You know, I've often thought that uh, the difference between there was a difference between happiness and joy, and I always thought that happiness occurs in the flesh, and then joy, real joy, true joy, it, you know, it's it's spiritual joy. It's down in your spirit. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's a continuing joy. Uh, it, it gives me uh, hope. It gives faith and, con and the continuing love uh, by God through Christ. Uh, spiritually speaking, we don't, we don't even really have any reason to be miserable uh, because Christ did it all for us. That's right. It's a, a completed work. And now Christ sits on the right hand of the Father forever making intercession for us. And even though the joy in my spirit it's, it stems from the, the truth, uh, the promises, and the confidence we have in God and, and Jesus' completed work in us. Mm. Man, and whenever you think about it, brother, um, whenever you really think about that and, and you take into consideration our joy as Christians is actually rooted in the love of God for mankind, which was displayed at Calvary, and also in his coming again. In fact, John, in the first of his three books, told us, And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Yeah, you know, it's because of the calling and, the, and God's divine nature and the work of Christ in our lives and has little to do with our flesh. It's a joy we, we have because of his faithfulness and of his abundant grace and attributes. Our, our part in the whole spiritual joy thing is, is simply to accept his person and work on our behalf and then yield our will to his will. And brother, that's because the gift has been paid for. You know, we only have to accept it. It's already been taken care of. We, we ain't got to do nothing but accept it. And that in turn should give us a desire to serve him and to live a life that's pleasing to him. Yet it, it's more than the uh, Christian of experience of salvation as well. Uh, it goes even deeper to actually experiencing God's love and goodness and believing that all things good and bad, that at least we perceive as bad, you know, work together for our good. Mm -hmm. That God will then e turn those things, uh, even when they're bad, to good in our lives. And you know, brother, one of those instances that I can think of is one time we were, um, we were running late for church. You know, as as the pastor, that that is extra stress and fret and worry because I'm thinking, well, by the time I get there, I only have about five minutes to get everything situated and 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 get up and go, and um, on the way there, one of the roads that we normally would take, discovered that there was a terrible, terrible car multi car pile up, and lives were even lost, brother, and you know that very well could have been us in the midst of that. And so sometimes we, we fail to see, you know, God's provision. Yeah, you fail to see the good. It's hard to tell how many times that's actually happened to, to us, you know, as Christians. Um, in John 15, 11, uh, Jesus says, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Mm. And, brother, if you notice that, that key word there, and I don't know how many times I've, I've read that and never really focused on it, 
But look what it says. It says that my joy might remain in you. And so if you think about it, at best, mankind can probably experience 50% of the meaning of the word joy at their very best efforts. Yeah. Um, but Jesus gave us his so that we could know 100% joy. It uh, it appears in this verse that our our joy is full only in measure to how much we allow the joy of Christ to overtake our spirit, uh, how much we yield mm -hmm. to it. If if we could if we could yield a hundred percent, I'm not sure we can. But if you was able to yield a hundred percent to Christ, you could experience a hundred percent Christ uh, Christ's joy. Uh, a Christian's joy is uh, of a spiritual aura and and depends uh, on our union with and our relation to the Son of God. The world's joy depends um, largely upon ignoring God and fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Spiritual joy is eternal. Worldly joy is temporary at best. The world can't have genuine spiritual joy in, until they, they put on Christ. Mm -hmm. You don't put in Christ until you get saved. I had a friend of, uh, of mine. He was a good Christian brother. Uh, he, he passed away now. And uh, he changed churches every couple of years uh, because what he would do, he would, he would attain this, uh, he would attain the height of, the, of his joy, his spiritual joy. He would attain that height of that joy in this church. And then he, he'd have to go to another church in order to uh, maintain or continue that experience. And this was because his high, or his spiritual high, was a result of the flesh, uh, even though it uh, somewhat spiritual. If, if the joy was a spiritual joy, it would build and continue down in your spirit, and it wouldn't have to rely on the next bigger or greater experience uh, to maintain it. Wow. So uh, basically what you're saying, brother, is he was kind of a spiritual drug addict. Yeah. Spiritual yeah, drug very, addict. Very well, very well. Put. And... Um, but it's it's clear because he, he described it as a high that he got, and then it would leave, and then a high, and then it would leave, and he was always looking for the most, and and, and you know, brother, that's 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 why drug addicts keep going at it because uh, most of your your mainline mainstream drugs, the high only lasts about fifteen minutes, brother. That's it, hmm. and then they want more, and so that's why there's always that desire and that need for it, and so he was getting a emotional high yeah. out of it but he wasn't getting a spiritual high out of it he wasn't getting that joy from the spirit because that's a overwhelming joy that's right yeah spiritual joy might not even uh be our joy at all um, but being able to tap into and experience the joy of christ in us uh, through his spirit if, if this be true as i suspect our our spiritual joy comes from being so close to Jesus that through the Holy Spirit, we are able to feel and express his joy ourselves. Mm. Uh, it would also mean that we would have the mind of Christ and, and think like he thinks, and that it would put us so close to his emotions that we could love like he loves. Man, bro, let me tell you what. Uh, Hebrews 12 and 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Are you ready? who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, 
despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Brother, that joy. That's awesome, isn't it? That was you and me. That was the world. For the joy, he endured the cross because he looked beyond those nails and he saw the joy that awaited. His joy imparted to us through his Holy Spirit. He was experiencing, even in his suffering and, and pain, he was uh, experiencing that joy. That, but see, that's that spiritual joy. That's, that's what's inside of you. Uh, it, it means that spiritually, we can identify with his character and, and with his emotions on a higher level than the world. Uh, it's a level that, that really can't be found anywhere else uh, except through his Holy, his Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. A, a Christian's joy uh, on a spiritual level may even be difficult for each, maybe different, uh, difficult as well, but maybe different for each one of us because uh, it's personal and it's based on the degree of our personal relationship with Jesus and to what extent we yield our will to his. Now, that's an interesting word you use there, brother. Um, if you look at the, the word that you just used, yield there, and you go over to uh, the old dictionary, and, you know, of course, this one, probably from, I don't know, 1800. <laughs> it's, been around, it's been around for a while. we found it in a library. <laughs> but according to Merriam-Webster, uh, the definition of yield is to submit, to surrender, uh, or to give way to. And all of those imply volunteer movement. You submit, you surrender, you give way to. And so basically what it's saying is get your will, which by the way is a free will. God gave us the right to choose. Yeah, you can say yes or no. That's right. And get your will out of the way. And in doing so, you give way or yield to his will. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's the case with every one of these uh, uh, characteristics of this fruit, every one of them. Uh, you got to first get your will out of the way before they, before the Holy Spirit can produce them in you. So you got to get, you know, you got to get the flesh out of the way so the Spirit can produce. Uh, because it's, it's Christ's joy in us. Mm. We just can't make it happen. Uh, it's not something you you pull off the shelf whenever you you think you need a little boost. It's, it's already present uh, through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and it's only hindered by the flesh. Yep. Uh, this uh, in, un, in unspeakable joy uh, is ready to fill up any spot in your spirit left open by the flesh uh, when you give the Holy Spirit room to produce it by yielding to, to God's divine will. And well, no, that's kind of like a crop. Whenever you, you go to grow something, it can only get as big as the space it's been given. Yeah, that's right. And folks, if you think about that, I wonder sometimes if we can actually sing like the old hymn says, now I've given to Jesus everything. Have we given him everything? Or are we just giving him that little five-gallon bucket in the corner? The more, the more you give to Jesus, the more he'll use. And the more you let go of the flesh, the more the Holy Spirit can produce in you. Amen. That's right. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could really find the words to define spiritual joy. But, you know, I can give you some examples uh, in my own life that kind of defines it for me. Uh, for me... Spiritual joy is the, is the direct opposite of doom and gloom and fear. I mean, the world has to has nothing but gloom and doom, whether they know it or not. And if they're not afraid, they ought to be. Mm-hmm. But for us, now we, we shouldn't have to know that. Uh, you know, I can trust God's promises completely. 
and it has everything to do with being restored to God by his grace. Hey, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace are you saved through faith. Amen. You know, and brother, I'm, I'm even, uh, I'm, I'm joyful even in the midst of God's chastisement. Because I know that God only chastises his own. And, uh, and I'm assured by that chastisement that I belong to him. And everything that, that's going on in my life uh, is going to be working together for my good. But God said so. That's right. That's right. In fact, uh, brother, he does that because he loves us. He, just like a father who gets on to his son. We may not necessarily like it, but we know that we show our love because we want them to be better. And so God chastises us because he loves us, because we're his. And that being said, Romans 8, 38 and 39 uh, tell us that nothing can separate us from the wonderful love of God. And along with the love of God that we, we talked about, we said there was something else that uh, was the root of our joy. And just as nothing can separate us from God's love, neither can anything in heaven or earth uh, prevent Christ's second coming. Amen. That's right. And it was interesting, brother. I was over in, in Israel, and uh, while I was there, we, we took a trip up to the Temple Mount. And, man, I'll tell you, it's uh, while we were there, we stopped at the Eastern Gate, and we had a devotion. And, and while we were there at the Eastern Gate, we looked over there, and we noticed that out of all the others, there was some security there, but out of all the others, this one, brother, it was blocked in, cemented in, had guards with guns on top, uh, barbed wire, all these things. This is still reinforcement. And that's because, why? Because the Muslim folk have heard from the Jews that their Messiah was going to come and he was going to enter through the Eastern Gate. Yeah, like them guns are going to stop him. And so, not only have they done all that, but they, they heard that he was a high priest. He was going to be their high priest. And they know that a priest cannot touch the unclean thing. So they've put cemeteries from the outside of that gate almost clear to the Mount of Olives, brother, trying to prevent him from coming in. And, of course, that's because both the, the Muslims and the Jews, uh, they disregard the New Testament yeah. that, that we begin given. And if they would read that, they would see that when he comes again for that thousand-year reign and he sets his foot upon the Mount of Olives, it's going to cleave in two. And it's going to run right straight through that gate. That's right. Ain't nothing going to stop him. And brother, that right there, you know, I, I tell everybody when we read about that, it should be a terrifying thought for the lost person. But for us as children of God, brother, that should be overjoyous. Yeah, amen. It should. You know, what, what idiot could think that, that, you could, that you can concrete a gate and set guns up on the wall and stop Jesus or or, put, or whoever their Messiah thinks their Messiah is from from getting in. You know, you know they, they believers. That's you know, right. They might not admit it, but they're they're believers. They wouldn't have done all that. That's right. Yeah. If he doesn't exist, why'd you put the wall? Why'd you up? put the wall? <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, uh, it, it's a joy down in my spirit when I know God is working in my life, uh, and because. You know, I know that I'm still of some use uh, to him after all that he's done for me. You know, there's something I, that I can do for him. And, you know, I often feel that joy down in my spirit when I think of all that he's uh, doing in, in our church here. And, and the privileges, you know, that I, that I, that I feel of, of being a part of it. You know, brother, this COVID's been a bad thing for, for, for a lot of people, a lot of church. But, you know, 
our church has grown in ministry, and we've been blessed. Amen. You know, yes, we have. Yeah, I got, I get excited and even a little anxious you know, to see what the Lord's going to do uh, here next. Uh, you know, will someone get saved or, or come forward to be baptized? Or, uh, there'll be, you know, somebody going to join the church? Will there, will there be an, uh, another visitor come in and, or, or a special blessing to my heart, uh, either from a message that you preach or one, one of the other guys or, or, uh, or maybe I'll get blessed by what the praise team sings, you know? Uh, will God give me, will God even give me a voice to sing without making a, a fool of myself, you know? Uh, maybe a subject to teach or, or, or devotion to give. Man, that's the best kind is when God gives them to you. Yeah. And you know, most people, brother who know me, know that uh, music has been a big part of my life. And uh, most people don't realize that music affects you on a physical, emotional, and yeah. a spiritual level. That's right. And so, um, I'll tell you what, if, if the right message is paired up and put with the right accompaniment music, it can either make me bawl like a baby, or it can make me shout like a Pentecostal. Amen. <laughs> You know, it, 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 yeah, music can have a, a direct effect on on uh, your joy. On your joy, I mean, it can it can pick you right up. You know, it does me. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, perhaps maybe I'll have an opportunity to witness to someone or or work out a uh, past problem for his benefit, and and then you know, thereby my benefit as well. Yeah. Mm. And. Whatever you think about that, in case there's anybody who's wondering what he means by his benefit as well, uh, it's kind of like uh, whenever we encourage people to give to mission work, you know, uh, say we're, we're giving to a, a mission in, um, where's uh, Romania, you know, Brother brother Kevin, and then it's over there. Hutchinson. Isn't it? Hutchinson. Yeah. Uh, we used to call him Hutch growing up. Yeah. And uh, whenever we give to the mission work and... Uh, say we send it over there, and then um, the next Sunday, somebody comes forward and knows Jesus Christ as their Savior, or, or somebody um, rededicates their life, or somebody comes forward for baptism and church membership, you know, things of that nature. We get to take part in that blessing. That's right. And that, that reward. And so whenever we do things for the Lord, it may, excuse me, very well be a blessing to them, but also a blessing to us. Yeah, you know what Bible says we support a prophet, we'll receive prophet's reward. Amen. You know, uh, all of these things uh, that I've mentioned here bring me joy down in my spirit, where where the uh, the world and, and the flesh and the devil, brother, they can't they can't touch it down there unless I unless I let them or invite them in. You know, uh, even when grief or sorrow strikes in the flesh, uh, I can still rejoice in my spirit. You know. Folks, you know, if life's getting you down, um, maybe it's because you're looking for joy in all the wrong places. I still think y'all sang that, that song you twisted around and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe turned turned it from a secular song into a Christian song. Uh, true joy is on the inside for the Christian uh, through the Holy Ghost. Uh, I've heard folks say, well, "If only I could just win the lottery." You know, or, or I just find the right soulmate. If I only had a, a decent job or a rich uncle who died and left me a lot of money, uh, then I, I would be happy. Well, you, 
maybe you might be happy, but that's not spiritual joy. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you're happy when you get a big bunch of money, well, how long how long will you be happy? Until until the money runs out, you know, maybe. And you know, most of the people who win the lottery like that within five years are bankrupt and broke. They ain't got a nickel to their name. Yeah, and they and people worry them to death, you know. Uh, and that's why they, they take their phone out. They take their they almost got to live as a hermit after they win a bunch of money because. Uh, People will aggravate them to death for donations. You know, you help me out and help this out. I know you from there, and I, I was your childhood friend. You know, give me a million. You know, uh, all of the world's happiness is temporary. It's temporary, and it will pass away soon enough. Now then you'll you'll need to get something else to take its place. A joy down in your spirit, produced by the Holy Spirit, is an everlasting joy. And has the staying power to remain even when flesh or worldly events turn them sour. Uh, don't let the devil steal your joy, folks. Uh, rely on the spiritual things to provide true joy uh, down in your spirit where Satan and the world can't touch it. Mm. Uh, but folks, if, if you're not saved, you don't have that uh, Holy Spirit. And therefore, you don't have the fruit of the Spirit either. Uh, you can never experience uh, the kind of joy we're talking about. Even if you're a Christian, you might not have uh, ever experienced a real spiritual joy because you've always let your flesh get in the way. Uh, there are many uh, Christians like that because even though they have the fruit of the Spirit in them, they have never allowed the Holy Spirit to produce it. You know, brother, that's kind of like a crop that is never cultivated and cared for. Uh, it's never going to grow. It's never going to produce. And, and the way that we do that as a Christian is getting in our Bible praying, uh, going to church, you know, getting, getting around, getting around God's people, getting encouraged and, and, and going out and sharing the gospel with the world. Amen. You know, honestly, brother, uh, Christians who have never experienced the fruit of the spirit, uh, well, they're, they're actually worse off uh, than, than the unbeliever. Almost certainly. In fact, if you go over to Galatians chapter four and you look at verse eight, Eight and nine. It says, "How be it, when you knew not God, ye did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now, after that ye have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, where unto ye desire again to be in bondage?" He said, "Look, you've been set free by God. You know before that's one thing, but now you know you've been set free." Uh, why on earth would you choose to go back to those weak, pesky, beggarly items uh, that 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 serve no purpose? They're they're weak, it says. And and you know, folks, why why when we've experienced joy unspeakable, would we try to find joy anywhere else? Yeah, amen. You know, they uh, they have it. These these kind of Christians, they they have it, uh, and and they just refuse to let it produce the spiritual uh, characteristics through them like God intended them to do. And because of this, they will always be dependent on circumstances of the world for the joy. And any joy they'll have won't be temporary. And brother, the way the world is today, there ain't much, there ain't much, even much happiness left, you know, uh, in the world. It's, uh, it's like that ice cream you were talking about earlier, brother. Uh, <laughs> it's just gonna melt away. Yeah. For the unbeliever to receive the spiritual joy that's uh, that's permanent. All they need to do is accept Christ and get the flesh out of the way over time. And 
allow the Holy Spirit to fill it back up with his fruit. But for the believer, well, you just need to repent. Repent of your sin, pray to God regularly, and start learning more about Jesus. I mean, he's going to church and, and getting into the book. After all, uh, isn't it Jesus that we're supposed to be imitating in our love and, and mission to the world? You know? You know, brother, whenever a actor gets that big role, they'll sit there and they will live that person's life. They will find out everything there is to know about it and they will do their best to put on an act for that person. Uh, but brother, what we ought to be doing as Christians is getting in God's word, getting to know him more and more and living it each and every day. Yeah, amen. You know, folks, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior, uh, you can really take care of that right now and you can get on the right path. Uh, simply realize that you're a sinner who can never go to heaven on, on your own. The Bible says all sin comes all sin comes short of the glory of God. And believe on Jesus, believe that Jesus Christ is God incarnate, who came into the world and, and paid the price uh, for your sin on the cross. Confess him as your savior, that he took your place uh, in punishment and paid your debt for sin. Uh, then ask him to come into your heart and save your soul because you know that you can't do anything for salvation yourself. And folks, if you do that and mean it, uh, trusting him to do for you what you can't do for yourself, you've done your part. And I guarantee that God will do his part, save your soul, indwell you with his Holy Spirit, and give you the tools to resist the devil and live for that's a guarantee we can make, isn't it? Well, certainly. Got a song for you. Amen. Another one ain't heard of right Well, you heard probably half of it. Okay. Joyful, joyful, yeah. we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee, opening to the sun above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness, drive the dark of doubt away. Giver of immortal gladness, fill us with the light of day. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, your love has come here to dwell. Joyful music.
Coming up in what, a couple months, don't we? It'll be here before you know it. You believe it's already February? Yeah. <laughs> we, we may, we may, maybe we'll uh, uh, record that uh, sunrise service and, and play it on. There you on go. These folks. There you go. Yeah. yeah, we'll put that on there for our podcast and our YouTube channel. Yeah. Get it recorded. And, uh, that's going to be here before you know it, brother. Uh, Easter. Amen. You know, the wonderful thing is, see, we've got so many holidays coming up. Um, in fact, the next one is sun, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. It's uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day coming up. And you're welcome, fellas, for uh, reminding you. Now you got a little bit of time, if you're listening live, to make sure you get all those Valentine's. Yeah, that you don't forget again. Kind of things, right? Yeah. So it won't be because we didn't tell you. Um, but you know, it's, it's interesting. We have all these different holidays, uh, that, that come up and, and just about anymore, there's holidays for everything, <laughs> but, uh, you think about Valentine's day and for the Christian, that should be an everyday thing. Our last, our last broadcast was on love yeah. and uh, the love of Christ should be emanating from us every day. Um, Easter coming up, it's, it's talking about the, the resurrection. What brother, what joy we have. Oh, amen. Because of the resurrection. Yeah. And uh, every day should be resurrection day in the life of a child of God. I hope that it, that it gives us. Yep. And and then Christmas. We'll, we'll just hit some of the bigger ones. Yeah. Uh, Christmas, um, it's when Christ came. When he came to earth. That's why we celebrate. And every day should be Christmas yeah. in the life of a child right. of God. And so uh, we're going to have a word of prayer. And, and be dismissed. We thank all of you who are watching, all of you who are um, who support us by by your your likes and your sharing and, and, and things of that nature. Uh, we do this because we love it and the Lord has given it to us to do. And so uh, our prayer is this, though. If you do not know Jesus Christ, your Savior, that you would come to Him and be saved. It's, it's really simple. Amen. Uh, admit that you're a, a sinner and can't save yourself. Believe that Christ died and rose again, paying the price for your sin, and then confess him as your Lord and Savior. And and the Bible says that if you do those things, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be shall saved. Shall be saved. Shall. Shall be No saved. doubt. And so, uh, again, thank you for all that are following us. Uh, if you're on Facebook, be sure to hit the love button and share it. If you're on YouTube, push the thumbs up, hit subscribe, and hit that little bell next to it in order to um, get updates yeah. on when our new videos drop. And for those of you who are listening on our podcast, whether it's Anchor FM or Apple or Google Podcasts or Pocket Casts, uh, again, thank you. Just give us that like, and uh, we look forward to, to hearing from you. Um, in fact, if you're on YouTube, right here in front of this man will be our last video. Right here is our channel, if you'll just click there. So let's go ahead and close in a word of prayer, brother. All right, Father, we thank you so much. What a day it's been. Father, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your mercy. Uh, Lord, you're so good to us. And, and Lord, as we think about the fact that you loved us enough to send your son to die for us and then give us your spirit and dwell within us at the moment of salvation, Lord, that should fill us with joy overflowing, Lord. Uh, it, it should be just as the psalmist said, my cup runneth over, Father, and, and your, your joy should just pour out of us. Lord, 
in the midst of all the craziness of the world. Father, we thank you that we can have true happiness in Jesus Christ. Father, if there's one that doesn't know you, I pray, Lord, they're wandering around in a, a world full of temporary, uh, unfulfilled joy, Lord, and it's always what's next, what's next, what's next. Father, I pray that they make that decision that they might know the joy unspeakable. And Lord, we just ask that you would be with us as we move forward. Lord, continue to bless. Uh, Lord, watch over our, our, our travels. Lord, as, as we, we go from this place, Lord, we just love you and thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. See you all next week. With peace. 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 <laughs>